Thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate it. Now, a lot of times I find myself wondering what I'm going to record when I think about deciding what I'm going to record. I'm not saying it's difficult to think of things to talk about. I love and can talk about almost, actually, I can talk about anything with 100% knowledge. Maybe not. I don't claim to know everything. Yet, I feel like I can be adequate in most conversations, conversational topics. But what I'm saying is that there are times that I'm not 100% sure what I'm going to record. And then there are times where life gives me a perfect topic to talk about and share. So I just had a unique situation happen to me where I had set up two meetings, hangouts, whatever you want to call it, with two separate people back-to-back days. And day one, first day, Thursday, I and both canceled. Actually, I don't know if you can call it canceled. Both actually forgot completely. Like they had some other plans, either they planned way in advance and then they they decided to schedule me on that same exact day or we scheduled and then they scheduled something on top that somehow superseded our meeting. And I think it's super interesting. And what's even more interesting is the layers to this Because the first person on the first day, day one, I should say, this was the second time they've done this to me. The second time. So a week ago, I set up a meeting and they were busy. And I was understanding. And so we rescheduled this day and it happened again. This is also attached to another meeting that I set up with another person who, when I set it up, flaked. I set it up for a different day. Then they called to try to flake, thinking it was on a different day. And then when they updated them that it was on a Tuesday, not a Sunday, they go, oh, okay, well, I can make that one. That's good. And then they text right before I came that they were going to show up late. And they eventually, of course, showed up. But it's just crazy that I'm seeing all of this. And of course, this is the universe acting in in my favor. Now, most of you may have other different assessments of that, where people suck or fuck them or that's ridiculous. But I feel that I, of course, get to take responsibility in every interaction and everything. Not all of it. 
some of it. And I also want to look at what this is teaching me. Where are the lessons and blessings in this? So I, I'm tooling over with this entire thing and I'm thinking to myself, well, you've been doing a lot of reading and research on a lot of different things. And I feel like there have been different pieces you've been reading that this links up to and syncs up to more than you know, because you haven't really done the deep dive in these reads. What I've been doing is collecting a lot of articles and a lot of different books, and I haven't read them. I've skimmed them to make sure that they are the right, you know, book for what I'm trying to learn. And a couple of the things I'm reading is it's it has to do a lot with how important your time is and how I'm seeing this as a sign that why are you trying so hard for something that may not even serve you in your vision? Like these are great people. I will I love these people to death. I don't change my opinion of them. Like that's the thing is somebody can let you down and it doesn't mean you need to fucking cut them off completely. That is something I've seen happen a couple different times where somebody's like you fucked me over once we're done. Or you can't forgive and that stuff and I think Mike Tyson had one of the most epic lines to that. I'll try to, I'll try to find it if I can, if I can find it. Cause it was absolutely, and it was an incredible line, but you have all of these things that you're trying to accomplish. And sometimes you're, doing things that you really don't even want to do when it comes down to it deeply, right? Like it, it's nice to hang out with friends, but why are you trying so hard to hang out with these people? Is it best for you or is it you trying to do them favors or it's just a, a good way to acknowledge that this is a sign that you may, you may get to evaluate your friendships and what you're trying to create in those friendships. Cause obviously I still love these people, but I'm not on the top of their priority list and they don't have their shit together and that's fine. But that will of course affect both of us. And it's not in a way where I get to be mad at them or take it out at them or blame them or become you know, step out of my integrity of what I want to create for myself. It's just a just notice moment and an opportunity to really learn what I want to create in my friendships and to make sure that the friendships I keep are there to serve both of us. I think a lot of people keep friendships and relationships out of obligation. And I don't think anybody should do anything out of obligation. I know in one of my other episodes, I talk about the get to versus have to, where if you have to, you feel obligated to do something and you're disempowered. We shouldn't be focusing on things where we feel obligated. We should first focus on what is best for us in a way of evolving and transforming. What I mean by that, I don't mean short term of like, what's best for me now? Oh, I can lay on the couch. That's best for me now. No, what's best for you 
in your journey to become the best version of yourself. And then you, once you focus on that, you focus on yourself, you get your shit together, you take the time to do what's best for you and heal yourself. And then you focus on what's best for the collective. You know, what's best for the majority of people once I've taken care of myself. And these are things you want to do, your desire to do. I want to, I desire this. Go after those things you really want to do. Not things you feel obligated to do. And that should be the same as friendships. And I don't feel obligated to spend time with these two people, three people, maybe. Maybe one of them I did a little bit, but at the same point, at the same point, I do value our friendship and I know we can create magic together. And that's what I'm about is I want to keep relationships and water relationships, cultivate them so we both can create magic, better each other, support each other, raise each other's vibration. But if we're not in sync and they're not on the same journey as me or they're not the same level as me or whatever, it doesn't mean I ignore them or I cut them off. It's just I get to keep that in mind and lead with caution when it comes to making decisions where instead of going out of my way to make it happen and force it, let the flow of the universe bring them back into my life when it works. And if they never come back, that is fine. But it's also not a chance for you to just stop trying and quit. That's another thing I see a lot of people doing where they they just stop trying and they're, they put all the responsibility of the relationship and friendship on the other person and then they're surprised that it never happens. Well, it's because it takes two to tango. You get to show up too and you know I've offered multiple times so I've already put in that effort so I'm going to take a break, give it a relax, but then I'm not going to forget about them. It's still unconditional, but I don't want to sacrifice myself, my time, and my integrity and other different things in the process. So it's unconditional, but I also get to be unconditionally devoted to myself and love myself. It's the balance. And I think there is an imbalance for a lot of people on who to love. Some don't love themselves at all, and others love themselves way too much. And so that's kind of what this is teaching me is just what, what am I, what am I trying to learn here? So I'm trying to look up that, um, video cause it's super powerful and I really want to play it here. And I usually, usually more on point, so I might not be able to pull it up as quickly as I want. But I'll share it on my Instagram or my TikTok. Let's see if I, I think. Oh, here we go. Here's something. One of the many things I've learned from Mike is how you know, there have been people in his past that have taken advantage of him. And he doesn't hold a grudge. Lives in forgiveness. Mm. Ooh. I don't know about that. I mean, I'm not. Really oh, like, yeah, listen. Yeah, I'm not it's, like. You're not ready, brother. I'm not like. When you, you, you do me wrong. No. You cross the line, like, I cut ties, like. The devil wins. Quick. The devil wins. So you're saying the devil wins because someone did me wrong and I cut ties with that person. I act like I never met that person. 
Yeah, so I gotta be the bigger person because he changed you. Oh, okay. So he's your master because he controls your emotions. He's not your enemy. He's your master because you're not who you used to be now. He stole that away from you. Mm. Well, you allowed him to. You can't do it if you don't allow him. To. That's hard, though, man. That's once you like you think. That's fucking amazing, dude. That video is incredible. And of course, stupid fucking YouTube ads jump up. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Anyways, that is such a powerful quote and concept. Mike Tyson has become such a beautiful philosopher. Some of the shit I've watched him is just so beautiful, so poetic. He's really coming into a whole nother version of himself. And you really should listen to him more. His stuff is profound. When it comes to that concept, it, it connects to the statements I've said multiple different times about don't give your power away. There are times where you think you're standing in your power and you've learned that this is you being in your power or you are protecting yourself. But actually, if you come from a place of disempowerment and feeling obligated to do something, they then created you the perception that this was something you needed to do to protect yourself they influence you they are your master they are controlling you they are puppeting you if you don't get in touch with yourself your intention and what's going on with everything going inside and outside and all of it be aware of everything and make a decision from neutral not from hurt fear frustration You're being influenced and then in turn, who's making your decisions, you or your emotions and other people who influence those emotions. So let's bring it all the way back. So I had that happen two different times to me. However, I connected with myself on all both those days. And I truly believe that there was something inside of me that actually wanted both of those meetings to fall through. Subconsciously, I think there was. I had a lot of things I wanted to do, yet I did not want to be out of integrity and not of my word. I set these meetings up. I'm going to show up for these meetings. So it's interesting to see the universe kind of give me what I want. Like I I love both of these guys, all three of them. And I really did want to hang out with them, but something, some energy inside of me, because I, I very am in tune and, and I'm an empath to everything going on. Something inside of me made me feel like this wasn't going to happen or it wasn't right. I felt, I felt that with both of them. And so once I felt that I reached out to him and that's when I found out. So it was almost like I read the vibration of the universe and it was telling me that, hey, you're not going to be in these meetings. And because I'm not attached to the results and I don't take it personally, it didn't phase me. I think a lot of people set in stone expectations, which then in turn lead to disappointment. And they're also attached to 
this is how it is. You said this, you hurt me and they take it personally and they make it about them. And now my day screwed up because I had everything planned and all of this stuff. And how could you do this to me? And they, they think it's a personal malicious attack. No, take a step back, choose neutral and look at it from an outside perspective. You're telling me that you've never had to reschedule on somebody because you accidentally double booked or something came up. You really think they, they sat there truly and deeply thought, fuck this person. I rather eat a bag of nails and suck a bag of dicks than hang out with somebody who I initially had the care for and love for to set up the meeting in the first place. You really think they were doing that? You can look at it as in, oh, they don't respect me enough and again, make it about you and take it personally. Or you can strip it down to brass tacks and be that this person I care about and who cares about me momentarily forgot that we had this meeting, booked something else, and then in turn cannot make our meeting. This is possibly a blessing for now it gives you free time to do something for you how great is that how often do you set up time for yourself probably rarely ever unless if you're somebody who only does things for themselves but we rarely live in the medium which i'm really trying to push myself into where there's a balance but a lot of people, it's out of balance where you don't do anything for yourself you don't set yourself time to do things for you so having somebody almost kind of tentatively step into a position of a time block, they stepped in it for you, almost like a pick and roll. They, they blocked the time slot out for you, and then they rolled out opening up the lane for you to then make plans for yourself. Because I think a lot of us forget to look at ourselves like a whole completely different person. And that's my focus. I want to love me as much as I love others. You know, I'm a very loving person and I'm very loyal. Very loyal. So what would it look like to be just as loyal and as loving to myself? What would that look like? So maybe this rescheduling is a blessing for you to do something for you or do shit you're avoiding. Think about that. Every time somebody reschedules on you, look inside. Don't look out. Don't look at other people. Don't be like, fuck that guy. I can't believe you. Don't focus out. Focus in. Be like, all right, this person rescheduled. What am I avoiding? What am I procrastinating? What could I be doing now that I actually set this meeting up for to avoid? Think about that. Think about how often we set up meetings with people and other different things to actually avoid the shit that needs to be done. I do it. I have a, I have a just a week's filled of time slots that instead of going, hey, there's a list of things I get to get done. And I should probably put that priority over friendship and connection. I go, let's start filling it with friends. Let's just start. Hey, where do you want to hang out? Hey, you want to do this? Hey, you want to do that? Oh, now I have no time for all those important things and they go to next week. No, that's not how it works. 
that's how you can organize your life, but that's not going to create the best environment for you to succeed on every level. You're not going to be the most successful and best version of yourself if you do that, if you avoid, avoid, avoid. So I think it's a beautiful opportunity for you to look inside of yourself and see what the hell's going on there. It's not about them, you know, and think about it. This is also an opportunity for you to see that you were going to set everything aside for them and they obviously are doing something else and living a bigger life where something else is more important than you and your friendship. Again, don't take it personally. There are probably other friends out there who you keep putting on the back burner. Unless if you only have three friends, I'm sure there are other people that think about you and go, I want to hang out with them. And you don't think about them. So don't take it personally. If you're not in somebody's top five priorities, that's okay. You don't want to be responsible for everybody. Like, think about it. Celebrities fucking struggle with that all the time. Think about how many people think the world of them and they can't even conceptualize thinking a fraction of the percentage as much for each person. They probably can't even, the people closest to them, they probably can't even give as much love as people have for them, let alone the millions of fans they have. So people are going to have other priorities other than you. And that's fine. It's not a cemented thing. It's a moment to moment basis in that moment. When they rescheduled, you were not in their top five. That's okay. When you set up the meeting, you were in their top three and that's okay. Things change. The thing is you got to keep that in mind because if it keeps happening, then you get to take them out of your top five. Again, don't cut them off. Don't completely eliminate them and give them that power. Just shift. Put other people who give back to you a little bit higher. Put other personal growth and other different responsibilities up the list, up the ladder. That's exactly what will support you the most moving through all of this. So... Let me look back at the message and see if there was anything else I noticed. Because so the person also, when say you get faced with the opportunity to own up to the fact that you are out of integrity and you there's a breakdown, you get to acknowledge that. Now I don't know. If you think guilt and all these other shitty emotions make the other person feel better. Because a lot of times you'll see like, oh man, I'm so sorry. Fuck, I feel bad. I feel sad. Okay, well now you're trying to make me feel sad? Like why are you trying to project that onto me? If you feel bad, feel bad. But you don't have to fucking tell me you feel bad. Like, is that supposed to make me feel better of like, oh, at least he cares. No, that's you trying to alleviate the guilt you feel by giving it to the other person. You're trying to share the burden of the guilt of you fucking sucking at being in integrity. 
So then you sit and you go, I feel so bad. I feel so guilty. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And then they go, okay, that doesn't change what happened. But now my, what's my response? That's the thing too, is when you go, I'm so sorry, guilty. Then you're basically going match my, match my sadness. Cause otherwise, otherwise the person's going to seem like a cold, heartless fucking asshole. Think about it. if I go, Oh, I'm so sorry. And they go, just don't make it happen again. Or like, just don't have it happen again or next time and that stuff. And then, then you're like, Oh, and then now you make me feel worse. And then there's this compounding effect that happens on that. Now I'm not saying you shouldn't care. Like I said, if you feel bad, feel bad. You should feel bad. You should feel like shit for a little bit. And then shift into neutral. Think about it. Acknowledge the breakdown. Say, hey, I acknowledge that there was a breakdown in my ability to remember this. I appreciate your understanding. And I want to let you know that I'm going to work really hard to not have it happen next time. And then go on from that, you know, because yes, it does feel nice to know that you feel bad yet. Where does that go? It doesn't lead anywhere. That's just, oh, I feel bad. Oh, okay. And what? You're sorry. Okay. And what? I don't think you've taken full responsibility and ownership of what just happened. I think you're just doing the default setting of fuck up, apologize, move on. So I, of course, responded to, because I got a text back that said that, oh, now I'm sad. And I am sad as well, because I wanted to see you yet. I also am not sad because I did nothing wrong and I don't need to attach sadness to having a block of free time. Like what? That is not sad. Having a block of free time to yourself to do something other than what you planned is not something that needs to create sadness. It's an opportunity. It's an opening. It's a lot of things, but it doesn't need to be sad. So I let them know that they're about to, whatever they decided to do is going to be amazing. It's going to be great. So focus on that. And I, of course, I forgive them because he is not my master and I'm not attached to the results. So I forgave him and said, of course, I'll always love them. It happens. It does. And I told him that it's feedback for me. And I appreciated that he acknowledged his breakdown in, in whatever way he did. But I, I also let him know that it was time to shift so he can be present and powerful for the people he's going to, to spend time with other than me. Because I don't think it's fair to them that because he fucked up our meeting that they have to deal with his sadness or shitty attitude. If he truly is sad, if he's not, well, then they won't. But if he is, 
he's going to take that with him. And I don't think that's fair to them. So you feeling bad doesn't solve my problem or make me feel better. And it doesn't make other people around you happier. They don't enjoy you sulking and you being shitty. That's not how it works. You know, it's like one of the sayings I was, I just told a friend of mine to support him through something he was going through that if you don't take the time to sew up your own wounds, you will bleed on people who didn't cut you in the first place. So I don't want him to almost, in this metaphor, analogy, whatever you want to say, cut himself in like penance for his forgetfulness and then go with somebody else and then bleed on them. How often do we do that? How often does somebody hurt you and then instead of you taking care of that shit, shifting and showing up different or showing up as a better version of yourself for other people, do you just take that that cut and you allow it to bleed on other people? Or do we sit and we beat ourselves up with this self-abuse of guilt and other different shame and shit and then we just bleed on other people because we're not willing to fucking do the work with ourselves and for ourselves. So I told him, shift, this doesn't need to fucking carry on and give them the best version of you because they deserve it. Just like if I was meeting with you, I would deserve the best version of you and I hope you wouldn't bring other shit into the thing. So next time when we reschedule, that's how it'll be. And the thing that kind of got me a little bit is when they messaged back and there were some excuses it felt in it or a little bit of justification and pushing blame, which I'm not a fan of. I'm not a fan of pushing blame. Personal responsibility is my favorite, one of my favorite things, and it really upset me. Just the shadow part of me, like the initial part of me, it kind of got me, but then I know they, again, didn't mean it personally. You know, when people are like, oh, well, we didn't plan details and I let it slip my mind. It's almost like because you didn't do something, that's why I didn't. No, we set up plans. Doesn't matter what the fuck we set up doing. You still set that block of time and then we decide what we're doing before or during. But just because there aren't details doesn't mean it's like, oh, I needed more because I need to know if it's worth setting the block of time aside. So you got to give me deep. No, we agree on a meeting. And if it's open-ended when we agree, it's open-ended when it fucking shows up until we, until that changes. You know, if say, if we should, uh, we share details when we set it up and then those details ch- uh, change, that's different. But when you set it up open, you're, you're totally both in agreement that, You don't need to set the details. We're going to hang out between this block of time and we'll figure it out. You set that fucking time aside out of respect and out of integrity to yourself that you are going to be of your word. And don't then sit and try to blame it on fucking something else or other people or anything like that. And I don't think that's what was going on here because I know him. He's a man of integrity. He is an incredible man. And I don't think that's going on, but I'm using this as a point for other people who have done that and do that. Don't push blame. Acknowledge you dropped the fucking ball. 
And if there is, uh, and I take responsibility that, that's another thing too, is I'm going to take responsibility that if I really wanted to ensure that this time was set up, I could have done a follow-up saying, hey, just making sure we're still on. Totally could have done that. And that's why there's a lot of feedback and learning in this for me. All of those situations, I could have done follow-up. I could have. That would support in ensuring and in supporting them in remembering. But I also know that if you have a tr- if you have trouble remembering, that is a circumstance that you are bigger than. I have a shitty memory. And the reason why I probably have a shitty memory is I keep telling myself I have a shitty memory because I do have a good memory. It's just sometimes my memory is a challenge and I'm working on improving it, you know, taking vitamins and doing mental exercises. Yet, because memory isn't one of my strong suits, I know that I get to create my environment to support me to rise above those circumstances. Because I'm bigger than my circumstances. My circumstances are bigger than me. Everybody has this ability. So I set shit ton of alarms. I use my calendar religiously, which is how I remembered that we had this meeting. I, I checked my calendar and it was in my calendar. So taking responsibility is very important. Pushing blame, doing those little things to passive aggressively be like, hey, uh, this is probably why I did it. It's not 100% my fault. I'm never saying it's 100% your fault. So you don't need to you don't need to convince me of that by trying to make shit up. Yet we both acknowledge that because I, I said to him, well, he acknowledged that he didn't put it in his calendar to remind him. And that's him taking ownership. And I respect that. And I respect him. And that's why I love him. And I know the previous thing was a little sly comment that was obviously human. He's human. We all do things that are human. I'm not asking for him to be perfect. I know a lot of this shit I'm spitting maybe sounds like I expect him to be fucking perfect. I don't expect him to be perfect. I'm just sharing this with you so you can learn how to be better and learn from all of this to get closer to the best version of yourself. And I, I, I agree with him that the cal- calendar is the only way I know how to function. It is a huge sport, uh, support to my integrity because I am a man of my word. I am. And I will do whatever it takes to support me continuing to be a man of my word and to be an in integrity. I'm not perfect. I'm beautifully imperfect, yet I'm always going to put in the effort and take personal responsibility for my actions. Well, that is my intention, I should say, because things will happen, but that is my intention. And so I just, you know, if he listen, he's listening to this, he knows I love him. And he is so strong. He is so transformed and he can hear this and I'm sure he'll understand completely where I'm coming from and he'll find nothing but love under this all because that's what it's coming from is love. This is all coming from love. And so that is with all of that, 
I acknowledge that this is a great opportunity for me to continue to search, to find, to sift through my friends and give love when and where I can while also finding those who will give love and time back. We're all, we all can be unconditional and loving to many people, yet we got to keep the balance and do what is best for us to keep ourselves sane, to keep ourselves filled and running and fueled. Kind of like the airplane analogy where we can only help so many people without an oxygen mask before we need oxygen to continue. So we need to put an oxygen mask on ourselves. So what I'm searching for is friends that don't take oxygen from you more than they give oxygen back to you. So if time comes where they want to spend time and it works out, I'll show up. I'm not going to ignore them. I'm not going to cut them off. Yet my journey is to find similar vibrations and support of bettering each other when it comes to my friendships. I want a collaboration for transformation and... I want to create a cyclical, never-ending engine of energy and love. So I'm not afraid to give to people, but I also want to find those friendships that the give and get is proportional. And I think that's what this is teaching me as I get to keep that journey and keep going to not get stuck on something I want to force and think it needs to be something. There are some incredible people. Both these people are incredible. Well, all three of these people are incredible. And that doesn't mean I need to force it due to some insecurity or lack of self-worth where I think I need to prove something to them or force them into liking me or I need them to be friends or something. It's just, it's a a lot of the times it's a self-worth ego conversation. Like you don't need anybody technically. Nobody needs anybody. But I don't try to use the word need. We get to have love. We get to have human connection. We're built for it. We can survive without it but we can go further together. We can definitely go farther with it. So I'm going to take this opportunity to share with you this lesson that I'm learning and hope it supports you through your life. If you have any stories you want to share, you want me to share on this platform and maybe talk about, please don't hesitate to share. You can send me any messages, stories, or any communication at roroartistry at gmail.com.
You can find me at any social media platform or site at Roro Artistry if you want to connect. I really deeply appreciate every person who has listened to this all the way through and has gotten to this part. It really means a lot to me. And I, I want to let you know you are very important to this world and you are you are worthy you are worthy so love you and make sure you make today the best day yet